0: Well, welcome back to Block Talk. I'm Kale Teeter. And I'm Chris Segura. And in this episode, we're going to continue our series talking about some of the more advanced features in the Visual Studio Code extension that we released for blockchain development. In this time, we, in the past, we've talked a little bit about two different things. We talked about data publishing and integrating with a legacy database. We talked a little bit about event-driven models where we wanna react to some event that happens on the blockchain and be able to take some of that data or be able to trigger some other legacy system through something like Service Bus or Event Hub or event Grid or these types of things. And so in this episode, I think we wanna carry that forward a little bit and talk a little bit more about things like microservices. Mm-hmm. Certainly in today's world, microservices are a big buzzword um, that people are using a lot in their infrastructure and it's really about composing applications that can be broken down into these very small microservices to do specific functions. And in our case, obviously blockchain is one of the key components of our application that we're building here. And so some of the integration that we
1: built in here is to help facilitate building those microservices. Exactly. And maybe maybe one thing to add to that, and Kale, I'd like your, your sort of insight here is part of the microservices concept, not just within blockchain, but in general, is to also sort of generalize the interface, meaning the input, the way you interact with it and the way you sort of get information out of it so that it's not super specific to a system, it's not super specific to a scenario, it is just a real simple way for us to take this little block of service and use it here, use it there, use it different ways. Um, the reason I wanted to bring that up is you'll see when we create these logic apps is we're sort of taking that exact model as there's a very simple, uniform way to interact with it and a very simple, uniform way to get data out of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, something we hear a lot is... Uh, Working with a blockchain and building to these new interfaces that Chris is talking about with blockchain is hard and it's complicated because Mm -hmm. I need to understand a whole new tool set, a bunch of different APIs that are kind of foreign to me. Uh, A lot of people are familiar with things like REST interfaces. And so with this model and what Chris is gonna show here is we can actually turn a blockchain into something that we can use kind of a REST interface in front of it to make it super easy for developers, whether it be mobile or web or whatnot, can interface with this thing without
1: even having to know it's a blockchain. Exactly. cool so let, let's take a look at this Kel. let's go ahead and jump in real quick you see on my screen here uh, again anybody who's familiar with with uh, the block talk uh, series here you've probably seen us do a lot of discussion around the Visual Studio Code extension creating a new contract building it, compiling it, deploying it I've already gone through all those steps here you see I've deployed this contract to an Azure blockchain service um, once I'm sort of done building we don't even have to deploy but once I'm done building um, I have these four options down here and we've talked in previous episodes about data publishing event publishing this episode of course is around microservices so let's go ahead and pick the microservices uh, option here again you've seen in previous episodes uh, I have several different options for the type of scaffolding I'm creating you've seen us use logic apps Uh, in future episodes we'll talk about flow Um, you've never seen us use functions before and I won't cover functions um, but when you click that, it's really kind of the same concept, except instead of using Logic Apps to create microservices, I'm creating a Azure function, which means I have a whole lot of flexibility, right, Kale, around what I add into that function.
0: Right, so the thing that we're trying to do here is, we have a smart contract with a bunch of methods in it and some state data, and we want to create some sort of a, of a wrapper around that that allows um, you know another system like logic apps to function on top of that so we don't have to get into the nitty-gritty of figuring out how to wire these things up it already knows like what our methods are inside mm-hmm. of there and can kind of wire those up to uh, what we've built in this workflow
1: application exactly so let, let's go ahead and finish this process off again if you've seen um, us do this in previous episodes it's the same process regardless of which one of those workflows you're looking at I give it contract address, I give it um, subscription information, uh, resource group information, and it generates for us um, some scaffolding. Uh, And here you see, we actually got quite a few files. And one thing to point out, because Kayla, you you highlighted it just a second ago, I have a lot of functions, right? And if I want to create a microservice for every function, I effectively need to create um, a scaffolding per function right so you see here uh, again in our old or in our previous um, discussion around the hello blockchain solidity contracts you see I have a function called send request right you see a logic app called send request I have a function called send response I have a function call send response um, I have a whole bunch of other JSON files that sort of represent what my contract looks like at a microservice level and I've wrapped every one of those into a um, uh, Azure function process so if I were to take one of these cut and paste it into the logic app designer you'll see something that looks like this when an HTTP request is called and Kale you mentioned this earlier this is kind of your REST interface right this is a generic HTTP interface that I can send messages to Uh, here you see kind of a URL I can send any sort of message in based on receiving some sort of message on that um, interface I can create a or I can call a smart contract function. Here you see I clicked the send request one, so I took send request as the function I want to call. And based on that, if the response or or the the function executes properly, I will send a response back to my calling application, my server, if you will. With here it's super simple; it's just a HTTP status uh, code of two hundred, right? Connection successful. Or request successful but what else could we send here, Kel?
0: yeah I think if you scroll up just a little bit there Chris I think the really powerful thing that's interesting here right there if you look we're actually that we have the function name there send request, but below that we actually have a request message mm-hmm. so from a rest endpoint we can accept whatever from the user right we can yep. accept all kinds of data and we can use that to basically pass that in as parameters into our smart contract mm-hmm. so super powerful we don't need to know anything about how to talk to blockchain but we know that we have a method there that accepts uh, whatever parameters we need to pass in and we can basically uh, do that with our traditional rest interface and then yeah on the output side we can return things like saying yes this was successful the transaction actually happened Uh, we could even pass back other things like if we wanted to pass some data back so inside the smart contract there's actually you know state that's inside of there right so we could grab some of that state after it's done and pass that back so the sky's the limit here we're really starting to Build some of these components so people can be more creative with it. So once you have this scaffolding here, this will get you started and then you can kind of customize it and tweak it. Um, Don't think this is kind of locked down. This Mm -hmm. is just a kind of starting point for
1: you. Exactly, the one thing we haven't shown previously is if I want to do something else, right? We gave you the scaffolding. We're not limiting you from what you do after that. You can always add new steps and do anything you want here, right? So it's super flexible. Again, it's really meant to help developers get started, not to give them a complete solution. Yeah, this is really helpful. I hope that uh, listeners are
0: able to take advantage of this um, to build microservice architectures because they're very popular in, in the enterprise today. And this tooling allows you to easily talk to blockchain so you don't have to be writing a lot of infrastructure code there to kind of deal with transactions and how we sign uh, transactions exactly. and all the different things that go with it. So thanks again, Chris, for uh, showing us how this works. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at MSFT Blockchain. Thank, Thank you. you.